Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Good See, morning, New York guys. looks nice right there. Yeah. yeah. It's summertime, baby. So it looks like in the summertime. You know, the, in, in the Bay Area, speak, you know, we were talking about Kyrie a lot this morning in the Golden State Warriors. That the Bay Area, that thing, that look that Key is looking out at, the Brooklyn Bridge and that nice. river, Bay Area is because it's like five times as wide. Anytime you see a river and the bridge going over it, sun dappled on the water. Yeah. It's cool today. That's not L.A. L.A. is a different look. No, I'm saying today that looks good. Tomorrow it'll be raining and it'll just be a whole deal. It's supposed to rain later today. <laughs> Is it real? I think tonight. I think tonight, yeah. Tonight. (laughs) You don't have to wait. Oh, God. Get it in while you can, I guess. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Max Kellerman. Kai. Yes, Max Kellerman. Kyrie. Kyrie. He's, uh, is he still going to be a Brooklyn Net when the season starts? Here is Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider on the 6 o'clock Sports Center on the ramifications of this whole situation. They both need each other. That's the ramifications when you look at Kyrie with his $36.5 million player option. Who is out there to go out and sign him? Is it going to be Portland, Orlando, Indiana, San Antonio? Those aren't very attractive situations. So there's not much leverage from Irving's situation. On the other end, what's it for Brooklyn? You let him go. Let's say he goes to the Lakers for the mid-level exception. Let's say he wants to take a $26 million discount. Well, who's going to replace him? Now you're left with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and your mid-level exception at $10.3 million. So they need each other to get a deal done, either in the offseason if Irving opts out or if he opts into his contract. Thank you, Bobby, for talking some damn sense. Like, everybody yesterday was blowing up about all this report that came out and he could potentially go to the Knicks. I'm like, well, the the Knicks don't even have cap space for him. Same with the Lakers. Like, how are they going to make that work? And then, by the way, if you're Brooklyn, why the hell are you letting this guy go? This is a negotiation tactic for Kyrie to get exactly what he wants, and that is his money. He wants to get his money. There's a reason why yesterday, when all this stuff started to come out, Kyrie Irving tweeted a, a gift of Brother Muzain from The Wire, right? Where literally, Brother Muzan. Muzan, yes. Yeah, yeah. Muzan, Muzan. Because the first time I heard it, I said, moves on? What's Muzan? he talking about? Oh, Muzan, yeah. And he talks about reform. He's looking at dilapidated buildings. Reform. And he says, reform. What's his name? Reform. He, he had a sidekick. What was his name? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, reform. And what is it? So-and-so. Yeah. Yates, who is it? You know Yates? Yates might be able to chime in, but... Because he put I, his name on the end. All, yeah. all I'm saying to you at this moment is that Kyrie Irving is staying in Brooklyn. He's not going anywhere. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, your back is against the wall. You have maybe the potential best player in the game in Kevin Durant, whose partner in crime is Kyrie, the demand on the market isn't the same because they're not sure what they're going to get. And these two together with Ben Simmons give you the best chance to win a championship. You know what's crazy, too, when you think about the Nets? Now, like, Clay came back from 900-something days off, and we're all ex- many of us are expecting next year to be better because usually that first year back, you're not 100% or as good as you're going to be. You need that under your belt, get your body together, and then the following year, guys, KD had a ruptured Achilles. Who is to say that physically he won't be better next season, more distance from the injury NBA games under his belt? To me, when he's healthy, KD is still the best player in basketball. I would still rather have him than anybody else. 
And Kyrie, too. Kyrie is maybe the most skillful player in basketball. Those two together, for all the problems that there's been so far, you still look at them and you go, show me two guys better. Yeah, they, 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 uh, the Brooklyn Nets are up against it, though. They're up against it because Kyrie wants his money. But if you're saying the availability is an issue for me to give you the full value of your money because I still have, res- I have reservation as an organization on whether or not you're going to be there for us all the time, it makes a person look at other places. Now, Jay, you know Kyrie. I don't know him, but I can certainly ask you this question, though. The relationship between him and LeBron James mm. seems to be better than it was several years ago. If we remember, Kyrie came out several months ago and talked about their relationship. It talked about how he was immature when he was in Cleveland with them. So to me, that tells me, He's eyeing something. And I understand when you get into Bobby Marks and the cap and this and can they do this and how they going to trade in the contract mid-level. He's a big believer and you'll figure that I out. Get a, they'll, figure out the details. They'll figure all that out. Yeah. Didn't Golden State figure out what to do with Wiggins and later on and figure out what to do with Clay? They'll figure it Where out. Where there's a will. Yeah. There's a way there's a will. Can and will he be willing to <laughs> sit down and have a conversation with Mr. James and his representatives and the Lakers if, in fact, he's eyeing that so LeBron could sell him on getting back together. Because one of the, the things one. that the I The one that doing, I look at is the Lakers. That's the only one. Look at this, though. Yeah. You ain't won nothing without me. I ain't won nothing really without you. I love you. I was trying to teach you. I'm begging you to come play with me. But I had Plus, to learn, too. I had, I had to learn, to learn yeah. too. Yeah. Plus, L.A. is nice. Spring Hill, man. You know you want to be in the business of movies. I could get you there. We can get you there. Me coming to L.A., man, my empire, I'm a billionaire now. I came to L.A., and it just took me to a whole nother level. I'm just selling you, Jay. All I'm doing I is trying you. to sell you. Know what I think, Jay? I think, just real quick, sure. Shaq, when you hear Shaq and Penny talk, they both recognize, damn, we were just young and immature. We yes. wish that. When you hear Shaq and you heard Kobe talk, same thing. They should have accomplished more. LeBron and Kyrie is kind of like that, but who says they still can't accomplish more? It's not over yet. I love the sales pitch key. Two reasons why it would never happen. He ain't buying it. Here's number one. The only person that would have been able to get Kyrie Irving to the Lakers would have been Kobe Bryant. You can mark that down. Kobe Bryant would have been able to get this done. Who still says he can't? What? Well, look, Kyrie, you are, if to inherit the legacy of Kobe, LeBron is older. It's not going to be AD. Come and be the next Kobe in L.A. Absolutely. Because, because LeBron. Kyrie Irving has never been second fiddle to anybody. He would be second fiddle to LeBron James in L.A. I'm just telling you. And, but and by I'm the way, even eventually, I'm I, LeBron, I hear I'm and I think there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of stuff for Kyrie Irving to learn. And I'm glad he opened up about what that relationship means. But let's also not forget that it was the way that Bron spoke about Kai as the kid, right? That Kai wanted to be his own man. So I don't see Kyrie being third fiddle to LeBron James or AD. In L.A., I don't see it But the happening. pitch, if I'm LeBron, is, Kai, your first fiddle, if not this year, next, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at 40 yes. pretty soon. I'm you got this whole thing in front of you. So and secondly, my second point, my Jada, second point, he and me are no, really no, no, trying no, no, to make no, no, this no. happen. I'm, I'm, if that's what he chooses to do, I'm, just, I'm telling you reasons why I don't think it would happen. Uh-huh. Number two, we've had debates for a long time. And what have, Key, what's your thing always been about KD? Like, why does he hear everything? 
He just, he's always on the internet. He's always hearing stuff. Like, it gets Key angry about it, right? So one of the things that we, KD has been hearing for long, who's the best player in the game? Is that LeBron James? Is that KD? You put them against each other. Who would think about this? Their brotherhood. You're telling me Kyrie Irving would leave his brother, the dude that, through all the stuff that's happened this year, it's KD a, has had his back. For sure. Yeah. To the dude on the West Coast that people have been comparing about who's greater to of all time, like, they're thicker than thieves. They're brothers, man. Like, they're in a the trenches together. You, okay, here's that would be the biggest knife in the back to Kevin Durant than ever before if question. anybody's ever been around. I don't think KD would do that to Kyrie. Do you think Kyrie reciprocates that kind of love to KD and loyalty to KD on the level KD has it? Yes. You do? I do. Then it wouldn't I happen. think when it all comes down to it, I think they are locked. They are intertwined together. Okay, I mean you you know Jay because you I know mean, him both. Did, you dialed in with him like that. I'm just saying sometimes I hear you. Distance makes things a whole lot better in the end. We separated. I went to Boston and I went to the Nets. It didn't work out. I thought we were going to do it, but the way. I came here because you're a big reason why I came here. You're a big reason I came here. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. We're going to we're not done with this. A former Ravens quarterback tells exactly what is going on with Lamar Jackson and the team next ESPN Radio ESPN 2. He's sending mixed messages about whether he would play week one or not. I just wanted to stay away and just grind. You know, just want to come back and just see how I felt. I asked my guys how they feel if I stay home. They were like, you know, it's cool. You know, I want to get some chemistry there. Tell me when to get some chemistry. I'm like, man, we're going to get that regardless when we get back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. The situation could be Dak Prescott on steroids. Remember we talked about Dak's contract for like 2 years? Well, this could drag out. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're going to get something done. I don't see why he would take less. As long as he's willing to push this thing out, there's no reason why you should give them any sort of discount. He's a baller. He wants to go out there and play regardless. Um, but, you know, th- this could get tricky over the next few months. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, Robert Griffin III. <laughs> RG3, what's going on, brother? What's up, Max? Keyshawn, J. Will, how y'all doing? What up, baby? Doing good. A little, little disappointed, though, at you right now, RG3. What's up? 
<laughs> because he doesn't have his $10 million art piece behind him. Oh, yeah. He's usually in the museum. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with... Uh, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm at mom's house. You know, I'm in uh, Texas right now, so uh, I had to switch it up a little bit. Can't always have the art piece behind me, but I got the angels, right? You know, true black family angels. We ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you like got that. the more traditional stuff in the background. Usually it's very modern. Skinny Christmas trees with little white pines coming out. <laughs> modern Basquiat. art behind them. <laughs> yeah. Basquiat in the background. Basquiat, no yeah, doubt. You know what I mean? Now, this is mom's house. It's more traditional, <laughs> and, but still very tasteful. All right. Hey, RG3, take a listen to what uh, Jeremy Fowler said yesterday about the significance of the whole Lamar Jackson situation. Jeremy Fowler, here we go. This situation could be Dak Prescott on steroids. Remember we talked about Dak's contract for like two years? Mm -hmm. Well, this could drag out. I I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're going to get something done. And he's sending mixed messages about whether he would play week one or not. I think ultimately he's a baller. He wants to go out there and play regardless. Um, But, you know. This could get tricky over the next few months. Robert, you played with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. When you look at the situation with his contract, and you were also a quarterback who could kill you with his legs, what do you think is the biggest issue at play between Lamar and the Ravens right now? Yeah, I mean, I I listen to Jeremy Fowler, guys, and I'm thinking to myself, what mixed messages has Lamar sent, right? He didn't show up for off-season workouts, but he said he just wanted to go out and grind on his own, right? He might want to spend some time with his kid, you know, as a new father. So I don't understand where the miscommunication is or the mixed signals are, but the bottom line is Lamar's going to do what he wants to do, and he plays the game different, and he's also handling the financial side, the business side of the NFL different as well. And people People got to respect that. So I feel like he's really not giving off mis- mixed messages. He showed up to the mandatory mini camp. He worked out. The, the team had a major lift when he got there. He played well. And, uh, you know, if he gets a new contract, he does. If he doesn't, you know, people need to respect his decision to go out there and continue to raise his number. I think you know what it is. I think the the, the mi- mixed messages, and so does, maybe that's not the right word, is when Lamar said the other day at the press conference, RG, that he wasn't sure what he was going to do. So he kind of left it open-ended for all of us to make our own assumption on what that meant. And I think that that's probably what has happened here. I don't know. I mean, sign the contract, give me 230 and some change, fully guaranteed, and I'm good. Maybe at the end of 230, though. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Keyshawn. He's uh... – the way that he he's approaching it is unorthodox, and he's not sure what he's going to do. But, you know, after talking to him, I think it's more so uh, not sure if he wants to negotiate a new contract right now, whether or not he wants to just play out the year and try to go win a Super Bowl. But I can tell you how they can make it real easy for him. Give him 60 a year, right? <laughs> 600 mil over 10 years. I promise you he'll sign that contract. So it's not really about the money. Uh-huh. Let me just give you a few numbers. I, tell me if it's about it's about money, guys. I'm just saying if you want him to sign and you don't want this to be a problem, give him an offer he can't deny. I'm just, I'm no just saying. one's making that right now. It would be a crazy offer, and, and, and he would probably sign that. RG3, I think you're exactly right. Let me ask you this, though. <laughs> if, if the Ravens hold their ground and they don't give him the money that he wants, if you're Lamar Jackson, would you play another year? Even uh, you're going to get paid an absurd amount of money on the back end of your contract, but would you play another year and, and gamble that? 
You know, Jay, well, I would because I think Lamar, this is a win-win situation for him. Uh, you look at Dak, and when Dak got hurt, uh, the Cowboys <laughs> fell apart right? That's why they paid Dak. It didn't matter that he was coming off injury. They knew they needed him. Well, if you look at last year when Lamar got hurt, the Ravens fell apart. And yes, you know, Tyler Huntley came in and played admirably, but he wasn't Lamar Jackson. And the bottom line is that the Ravens need Lamar. Uh, and whether they pay him or not, he's going to get paid by someone. So I think he's just exercising his leverage right now. I think we should praise that. And I think the thing that's driving people crazy is they, they're not getting enough information from him. And because he's his own agent and his mom works in that department and he has other people in his corner, we're not getting the traditional information that the insiders are used to getting from agents. So mm -hmm. it's just throw stuff at the wall and figure out what sticks. But for Lamar, he's just focusing on playing right now, and I think we got to respect that. Yeah, he, he's going to get his money because I've seen the Ravens with him and I've seen the Ravens without him. Speaking of another Heisman Trophy winner, uh, RG, how does this Kyler Murray thing in does he get his money yeah I think Kyler gets his money guys uh, at the end of the day Keyshawn you know this Jay well you know this and Max I'm sure you know it as well uh, it's not about whether you're the the best guy at your position or you know top five top ten what matters is if you're the best guy available and, and Kyler's the best guy available for the Arizona Cardinals. They're better with him than they are without him, and they don't have another option unless you want to, you know, go to Colt McCoy. But Kyler has the leverage. I think he gets paid before the season. I think that they have calmed down the bitterness in the social media stuff and, and the inside sources, so I'm happy for him in that regard. And I think he ends up getting his money and getting paid before the season starts. RG3, let me ask you something, man. How, how long did you play quarterback in the National Football League? Eight years. So you played eight years in the National Football League. At any time throughout your career in the National Football League, <laughs> I know, did you ever check out of a play <laughs> and into a favorable play for your offense and get out of a bad play at any time in your career? Yes, Keyshawn, I did. Okay. Max, you want to tee this up? That's, this is unbelievable. Wait a minute. That is the, the domain of Peyton Manning. Did you get Peyton's permission before you checked out of the play and into a better play? <laughs> Listen, guys, I've got to the point where I've actually checked out of a play that the coach wanted us to run because I knew there was a better play, and we got like a 40-yard gain, and he just gave me a death stare on the sideline. Coach was so mad. How, I dare, how dare you be a coach on the, you know, on, the, on the field of play? Here's what Bart... Scott said on his show, Barton Hahn, on Brady and Peyton Manning. Listen to this, RG. I'd much rather go against Tom Brady every day of the week than to go against Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. That's how you feel. I, I believe that's how everybody feels. Interesting. I like, like that. You don't fear right. Tom Brady. Peyton Manning gives you a total sense, a different set of anxiety. <laughs> like, you have anxiety. Like, you sleep at night like, damn. With Tom Brady, it was more about... Bill Belichick, the entire team, the execution, like them having a game plan. So, Robert, we're talking about it on the show. And when Key's, Key's like, look, at a certain level, they're all the same. They all check out of bad plays. They're all, you know, at that level, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they're all the same. Where are you on this whole subject, RG3? 
Yeah, I man, I, I just look at this or listen to it, and I know that Bart has nightmares about Peyton Manning, so that's kind of creepy. But at the end of the day, all the quarterbacks are the same, right? Tom's the he's the GOAT. He's got the most rings. He's done it for the longest period of time. He checks in and out of plays. Uh, I'm pretty sure, from what I've heard, he runs most of those meetings. But, guys, I can tell you right now, my year, eight years in the league, five of those years, I was running the meetings when I was the quarterback uh, for the teams that I was starting for. So it, sometimes we build – uh, the legend of these players like they study from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. or midnight and that's just not that's just not the reality of it but look all these guys work hard some guys have had better situations than the others and Tom Brady's the GOAT so I mean if I'm a deep defender I'm not trying to play against Tom Brady because he's got seven rings well, RG3, okay? can I, can Peyton I, Manning uh, to can, a certain extent you know great player two rings but at the end of the day Brady's the GOAT so why would you ever choose to play against Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning well, the well, real question is, would you rather play against Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson? You know, in that case, you might pick Tom Brady because you don't well, want to get wait, embarrassed wait, by wait, RJ. Wait, like, th- there are certain aspects. Like, it's like saying you can never compare anybody to Michael Jordan, right? And I've never been a quarterback in the National Football League. You have. But I can compare certain attributes of things that Jordan couldn't do as well to other players. Not saying the players are comparable. But for you can't just sit up here and say that every quarterback is the same. And I, I know that there's a lot of building around like the nostalgia around players, but aren't there levels to it? Like, like there are levels like Steve, like Steve Nash is great at probing, but he can read defenses as they develop. Whereas Jason Kidd was way better because he saw defenses before they were even established. Right. Like that's the way I see it. Can it be the same? Just because all quarterbacks quarterbacks check out of plays doesn't mean they're all as good at each as each other at checking out of plays. What do you think, RG? I don't know. I'm just curious. Correct. Yeah, correct, Jay. Well, you're right, 100%. You know, maybe I, I uh, you know, let that come out the wrong way. Not every QB is exactly the same, but I can promise you right now, of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL next year, every single one of them is going to check out of a play. Every single one is going to get them into a better play in the running game or check to a screen or check to a pass play. So, yeah, some are better at it than others. Some are better at dropping back and reading the coverage and going through the process, responding to adversity, right, if they throw a pick, coming back and not being afraid to continue to pull the trigger all those things come into play and yes you're not going to compare Tom Brady to Drew Locke in Seattle okay they're just different players different level so I understand what you're saying but at that level you're with key at the level of Brady and Peyton you're with key like saying they're virtually interchangeable in terms of they're both really tough to play against Yeah, is is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking about like all the the Omaha, the points, and the the come over here, move over here. Like, I don't need. I've had friends that ask, "Is that necessary? Is that all necessary?" He's like a coach on the field of play, motioning me to my spot. I don't need you. Is I know how to get lined up. Is it all necessary, RG3? That's what I'm asking you as a QB, right? No, it's not. Okay, I'm right. telling you, I know I know guys, veterans, I'll leave them unnamed, that are high-profile QBs that do that for the camera. And mm. that's okay, right? The Omaha's and everything. Peyton's got Omaha Productions. He's wearing Omaha hats at the College World Series for baseball. It all, it all works at the end of the day. It's all marketing. But there's a lot of that that's just not really necessary to the point where I know there was quarterback quarterbacks who didn't who never had to point out the mic who always point out the mic at the line of scrimmage mm. and and sometimes they were dead wrong hey they hey hey look before i let you go big dog 53 is the mic uh 
18's the Sam. He's replaceable. <laughs> he never moved. He's still in the same damn spot. <laughs> all right, all right. See, RG3, if you would have done that, you'd still be starting in the NFL. Why didn't you make a big deal about uh, where the mic is? You got to make a big deal about it. Come hey, on. Man, I got to play the game. Hey, got to play the game within the game. You live and you learn, so now I'm playing it with you guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I've had a fool for 17 years at ESPN. You're on your way. <laughs> Robert Griffin the third, ladies and gentlemen. All right, brother. Thanks, RG3, as always. That's great. Funny, right? That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, I, I hear Any you. walk of life, yes. you, you could do one of two things. I resent the game. I'm not going to play it and hurt yourself. Or you could be like, you know what? They want me to it play this game a little bit. But you know what, though, Coach? It's not hurting yourself. It's just, like he said, I didn't text him and tell him to say these things. Right. Or call him in the restroom and say, hey, this is what I'm going to say. When you played the game on the field and you've been in those meeting rooms, you know what it is. I watched Rick Meyer run our meeting room. But when he stepped on the field, different yeah. player. Yeah. I've watched Vinny Testaverde, Brad Johnson, run our meeting room when they stepped on the field. Guess what? Very productive to a I mean, whole look, other in level. In the end, it depends on your success. If you're completing your passes, doing what you want to do, not, then, then all that stuff looks real good. And if you're not, then it doesn't. It's, it's not hating on Peyton or anything like that. Great for him. Yeah. I love Peyton. But let's, I guess for us, Let's keep it 100. Let's mm. stop always putting the yeast on it and making the I like keeping road. it 90. You got to give yourself some wiggle room, I, Key. I, I Let's keep it. it 90. We need to do a segment yeah. for the players that Key and I have known that do it in practice, in the locker rooms, in the film sessions, and then they get out in the game and you're like, Ugh. Some guys <laughs> are more animated at doing it like RG said. Mm-hmm. Some guys do it quietly. They sit there and they say, hey, redirect that, or they go opposite, opposite at the line of scrimmage. You could just say opposite at the line of scrimmage, which essentially means you're probably going the other way unless it's a dummy call. But some people are more animated. They want to bark it out, bark it out, bark it out. Are there any quarterbacks who did that and knew they were doing it and were joking about it? Like some quarter, you know, like Omahaing it up and then then afterwards laughing. Like, yo, you see what I just did? It's not even Omaha. You You could change it to something. Yeah, right, whatever. Whatever name it is. But does anyone do that? With a wink, like, watch this. I'm oh, doing absolutely. This. They do absolutely. it for the- Yeah, because no. <laughs> the defense, what happened is the defense all of a sudden, oh, my God, he's changing the play, he's changing the play. And they get all razzled and they no, start changing for their play. doing it for the camera absolutely. and letting you know afterwards. He just told you. Yeah. He just told you a lot of them do it for camera purposes. But do they cop to it to their teammates? No, because like- you're not going to ask them. You just figure they doing it to do it. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. You know how much respect I'd have for a quarterback who's doing it up and then winking at his teammates like, you know, like, like you know, this is for the quarterback. Cameras. That's like the quarterbacks back in the day who used to dribble the ball at a receiver's feet and then run down there and chase and the point, receiver. Yeah, point, point, point. I told chaps your ass, doesn't it? Oh, my God. That's happened to you because I see it in your no, whole – No, no, it's never, it's never happened to me. It never, ever – they Bledsoe, know who they Bledsoe, can get away with it. Bledsoe, with it. Bledsoe, yeah. Bledsoe tried yeah. it once, and it turned up bad for Drew, and he'll tell you that's my boy now, but it was it turned bad. So, true story, though, greatest quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. I'm a rookie, Dan Marino. We're at the Super Show in Atlanta, my rookie season. We're doing this whole deal in Atlanta. We're at the Atlanta Hawks game. I'm in the press box now. You know, he done had a few. You know, Dad had a few. <laughs> and we're talking. You know, you're a little rookie, a little punk. You know, he's – 
and, and, and this, that, and the other. And I said, man, what, what, what's wrong with you? He said, if you were on my team and you wrote a book, oh, God, I, I said, man, you would do nothing to me. So we had a conversation. And I said, by the way, what makes you run down there, Dan, because Dan was famous for it, you know, run down there and point, point the receivers. Yeah. I said, if you'd have did that to me, man, I'd have broke every finger in your hand, you know. <laughs> but it was just, that's how I don't do that. Because when you dribble the ball at my feet, I'm not going, why would you throw the ball right That's here? so yeah. bad for a quarterback, too, because – the Bucks got to stop with the quarterback. You can't be not taking watch. responsibility. Wild, but that was a big – it's not It's not like that anymore, but it was a huge thing in the 80s and 90, early 90s. It was big with those quarterbacks. One wideout says he's top three. Uh-oh. He must mean on his own team. I mean, he's got to mean that, right? <laughs> and there's confidence, and then there's delusion. So pretty. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Yeah, it's a nice day so far. There's confidence, and then it can cross over into kind of delusional thinking. I bring that up because Chase Claypool of the Steelers, Steelers mm-hmm. wide receiver on I Am Athlete podcast, give it up to Brandon Marshall. He gets a lot of this stuff on being, well, listen to what Chase Claypool has to say about <clears throat> the top three, being a top three wide receiver, and he means in the NFL. Listen to this. I understand, I know for a fact I am not like the rest, the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah, I love, mm. you know, I'm like, Keep going. Keep going. When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog. Like, Keep going. Keep going. I wonder, was that unleaded a supreme gas? Because they was gassing him up for sure. I mean – Top three, five. I mean, I, I hate to, to break it to him. He got a long ways to go before he cracks that top five, top three lineup. A long, like a long, like it's a long climb, man. It's like the, these skyscrapers in New York City right now. He's at the on the street level, okay. To get to the top, he's got a long ways to go. Um, good to have the the confidence. I don't want to poo-poo his confidence or anything like that, but he first got to stay consistent in Pittsburgh before he could start talking that way. Are we we talking about the same Chase Claypool that last year during a pivotal game for the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't hand the ball off? Like, had a lot of issues (laughs) on the line of scrimmage. I I, I love the confidence. I think he's a nice receiver. He's a good good receiver. I I understand that. But, like, I also am a firm believer, let your play on the field – dictate what people are saying about you. Like, if your play isn't at that level where people are saying you're top five, it's one thing to think you're top five. It's another thing to say it out loud and allow people to uh, criticize. Jay, he, he did a, catch two touchdowns last year. He had a hell of a 2020 rookie campaign. He kind of slipped slightly, but could a quarterback play. He's been consistent with his numbers. He's yet to crack the 1,000-yard mark in, in the NFL with 17 games. If you can't hit a G with 17, I know, and no matter how much they throw. Two if, touchdowns, 800-something yards. But the two t- – look. The I know, touchdown but top part of five receivers? I, I get top it. Top three receivers? I get it. I'm not even talking about from a statistical standpoint. I'm just talking about from yeah, – eyeball. His eyeball, his play, who he is. I don't think any defensive coordinator is going into the game saying we got to stop Chase Claypool. He's their main focus and target. And isn't that the bottom line? If you're it's, a top three receiver, they're game planning for – Hey, uh, let's play. Yeah, he's not top three because he's not be- – first of all – He's not better than Devontae, DeAndre Hopkins, or Tyreek Hill. And I don't even put Tyreek in a receiver category not because your he's not better. I'm not even going to get there. He's not even That's better than Jamar Chase. He's not better than 
Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. He's not better than Amari Cooper. Odell Beckham He's Jr. not better than Ob- – it's so many receivers that Diggs, I could Evans. rattle off. And I, and I get the confidence. I get it. You're on a podcast, and I get it. I understand it. But he might want to slow that down a little bit. Let's play kickoff for Claypool. This, this is what I think we should do here. Key, you rank your best wide receiver, right? Number one, two, start with number one. We'll do one per day until the NFL season. So there are about, give or take, 70-ish Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max shows between now and an opening day kickoff, right? So here's the question. Will you get to kickoff first or Claypool first if you start ticking them off from one? So you start with one. Let's just say it's who's the best receiver in, in football. Devontae Adams, let's just say. And then two. And then the next day. And then three. Will we get to kickoff first or Claypool first? Who's today's wide receiver if you start think, at one? I, I think we will get to Claypool. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I think we'll get to <laughs> Claypool before kickoff. Hey, this, I yeah, think we'll get think, to Claypool. We have a little vacation time coming up. Jay, <laughs> might, you might be I out think, one. I think we'll get to Claypool before kickoff. Wait, I, only I mean, days I can that- name three wide receivers in his own division that Key just, just rattled off. In his own division, uh, Jamar Chase, <clears throat> T. Higgins, and Amari Cooper. All in his own division, all better than Chase Claypool. Oof. I understand We're that. The division. We're not even out of division but yet. But I think when you True. say 70... I think we can get key. to him before kickoff. The caveat is only days that all three of us are working mm. for the summer. That's ball. a curveball. So ball. vacation doesn't count. Yeah, like if, so if it's really all three of us days. have to be together. Yeah, something okay, like that. We need to, so it's not just when Key's here. You all three have <laughs> all to three, be here. Yes. Yeah. We're not getting there. No, no, we don't get there. But let's start there. off. Let's start off right now. I already got the now. calendar of days off. So no let's just. Yeah, so, all right. Okay, so. Was, so, was 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 Claypool even a top three receiver on the Steelers last year? Uh, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson, Washington, Schuster, Juju was James there. Washington, James Washington, uh, Chase Claypool. I don't know. He's probably he's their right top there. top three. guy. Yeah, I mean, he's probably their top guy. I mean, what if you're a number one receiver? It doesn't work exactly like this. But there are 32 teams in the NFL. If you're a number one caliber ish receiver. Then you should be top thirty. So, so here, 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 here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'll say to just uh, look. My number one guy. So we start this off right. Yeah, is Devontae Adams. Devontae. Okay, one. so number All one. All right, fine. So that's where they got that out of the way. There's Devontae not, Adams is there's one. There's not in terms of one. If you want to call it one, I don't like to say one, but I'll I'll say one. He's not better than any one receiver on 31 other teams in the National Football League. Clay. He's Chase not Clay better Clay. than that. That's the top dude. So he ain't going to be in the top 32. And there are some teams, like like Evan just said, T. Higgins might be the second-best receiver but, on the team, and the team got two better. NFL kickoff weekend is the hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. We're playing kickoff for Claypool, and we're at one right now, and that's Devontae Adams. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. If Kyrie leaves the Nets... Does it mean that KD is driving the bus right out of town, too? Jeez. That's next on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're not going to ever give them the respect, I mean, that he probably deserves. And that's just the way it is. And like I say, the the game hasn't changed. Kobe said it. LeBron said it. And so we're going to hold him to the same high standard. Whether he won a championship or not with the Warriors, how he did it, he drove the bus. He talks about driving a bus, right? Like, Maybe it wasn't his bus, but he took the keys and he drove it. And he was the best player on that team. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by the great Tim Legler. Legs. There he is. What's happening, guys? What's up, Legs? You tell us. What's up, boys? Legs, What's happening? Legs, what are the chances Kyrie Irving plays somewhere other than Brooklyn next season, do you think? Oh man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's uh, more likely than not. I think he's probably in the midst right now of trying to get a little more money out of the Brooklyn Nets, and he wants that max money. And I know that that's a huge risk on the part of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and I think that's really what this is. It's a leverage play. And I think at the end of the day, he'll be in Brooklyn at least at the start of the year. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, you know, when we all know Kyrie Irving is very unpredictable. So we'll see once the season gets going and, and what that looks like. But I think at the start of the year, it's most likely he's going to be in Brooklyn. Legs, if you're Sean Marks, would you sign Kyrie for the deal points he wants? I wouldn't give him max money, Jay, if that's what you're asking. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about it this morning. You realize that Kyrie Irving in the five years, five postseasons since the championship year, or really since he left Cleveland, He's played in as many playoff games in the last five years as he did the one season that they won a championship in Cleveland. Um, and part of it's been injuries. Part of it's been, he's whatever reason, he's been on teams that just weren't good enough to do it. So you look at him, I think it's more than just paying guys max money based on their talent. It's, it's got to be more than that when a guy's been around for, for quite a while, as Kyrie has. He's not... He's not you know, a puppy anymore. He's been in the league a long time. He's made his imprint. You know what he is as a talent. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be about dependability, reliability, leadership, the ability to make sure you're at your best when we need you to be at your best. Like all of those things should matter also when you're talking about these max deals. I understand it's not my money to pay, and it's it most most of these teams most of these teams cut those checks because. It's very difficult to acquire the talent in the first place. And the last thing you want to do is see that guy end up thriving somewhere else potentially. Once you have him in-house, um, it's much harder to get him than it is to resign him because you can just throw money at a guy and get him to stay. So I understand what goes into this. And, and that's why most of these guys get the money 
despite what the recent history has been with their health and dependability and just success. But if it were me, I'd have a very difficult time giving that money. I'd have a hard time sleeping at night if I'm Sean Marks because I don't think that's going to go very well. Coach, I want you to follow me here closely, right? So does Kyrie Irving have a better chance of winning another title? Forget all the other stuff, just basketball uh, uh, with Kevin Durant or LeBron James in L.A.? Well, man, that's a tough one. If he went to if he went to the Lakers, let's just say hypothetically, he went to the Lakers now, I think he'd have a better chance to win one with LeBron James. I, I, I Listen, the Lakers, I think when you get, if you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James healthy right, and you pair up a Kyrie Irving with that group, I think that's a team now you're going to have to rework the rest of that roster, obviously, but I think that's a team that can win a championship. I'm not sure with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving alone with what the rest of that Nets roster is going to look like and, you know, some of the recent history that th- that they both have had with injuries and, and being available when you need them to be, uh, probably with LeBron James. But I'm, I'm not sure, really, honestly, Key, what happened in either place. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Legs, like, you know, if you're Kyrie Irving, do, do you, you – you know, so – the, thing, the things people say about KD is that he only won because he played with Steph in the Golden State Warriors, right? And you plugged him into a 73-win team the year prior. People say about Kyrie, well, you won because LeBron James carried. That, that's why I don't see that being something realistic where Kyrie is now going to go back. Like, these two guys are trying to submit their legacies together. And even though it seems chaotic, doesn't it feel to you like they're intertwined, like they're locked? Even with KD not coming out and saying anything about all the stuff that's happened over the last several years with Kyrie in a Brooklyn Nets uniform, you haven't heard KD clap back one time in the media about any of it. I do agree with you on that one. It almost seems like, Jay, this is their last bit of unfinished business, really, as players. To do this together in a different way, creating a winning team a championship team in an organization that hasn't done it to go there you're not going to be joining an elite team already in place that had already won the way Kevin Durant did Kyrie Irving you know won one he was obviously was critical biggest shot in franchise history we all know about that and how good he was during that time in Cleveland but he was also living in the shadow of somebody else now is he living in the shadow here somebody else as well yes but it's a different situation because Kevin Durant hasn't been a guy that's taken a team to a title, you know, where he had to create something from scratch. So the two of them, it almost feels like this has to be their destiny to do it in Brooklyn together. That's what, that's what you came about. That's what you came together for in the first place. So now go get it done. But it it just, it just seems like it's always going to be something Mm. that's going to derail it. Uh, And and the Eastern conference is not going to be a joke. It's not going to be easy for them to pull it off. This feels like to me, Kyrie is not done. Like I don't, I think he's, he has not won his last championship. It just feels that way to me. He's too young. He's too good. Got too much road ahead of him. And then you know, as as Legs said, KD man, it, just like if LeBron and AD stay healthy, if KD stays healthy, the great Tim Legler, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Legs. All right, Legs. All right, Legger. You got it. All right. Much more on this and what it means for KD next. ESPN Radio. And the ESPN app. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.